It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce and with me today... Uh, I'm Charlie. You are. Uh, the lady at the dentist today? Yeah. Uh, so I told you I I was leaving and they ran out and came and got me. And when yeah. I came back in, the, <laughs> the lady that was helping me, when I got back and she goes, Welcome back, welcome back. Nice. I was like... I, I've never had her before, so it would be. I I just thought it was hilarious. I almost asked her. Yeah, I almost did. But yeah, I she's definitely she's definitely a she's listener. a listener for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie, what a week. Um, Charlie, it's officially Christmas week. It is. So there's a lot Merry of buzz. Christmas, a lot everyone. of buzz going around. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa. Is it a Merry when it's Kwanzaa or is it a Happy Kwanzaa? This is happy, but it's, you know, happy, merry. It's all the same. Have yourself a happy Christmas. Yeah. What, uh, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas song, Charlie? Um, <clears throat> Does Linus and Lucy count? The song? Yeah. Char- Charlie Brown the, theme? The Charlie Brown theme song? Their song. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant like they sang a song. I'm like, no, no. I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, I, guess, uh, I don't know if that's Christmas, though. Yeah, you don't have a they... Christmas, you don't have a favorite Christmas song? Um, I, I mean, I have a few, but I, it's kind of, uh, you should have told me that you were going to ask me that. I okay, how about this? Answer. Favorite Christmas movie? Um, I did watch Charlie Brown Christmas the other day. Classic. Um, great one. <clears throat> watched it with Daisy. Nice. She was only she interested for like the first two minutes. Yeah, you hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see for like Christmas season, I kind of yeah. like watching Harry Potter because when they have the Harry, the Christmas scenes, but, uh, I would say probably a Christmas story. Route. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, favorite elf, elf is obviously great. Yeah. Grinch yeah. is good. Yeah. There's great ones. Yeah. I watched home alone two today. I remembered how good that one was. I like home alone two better than home alone one. Uh, it was a little funnier. Yeah. Um, favorite Christmas song is little drummer boy. Really? Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. The, but the old school one, um, Harry Simone Corral, Corral. I don't know how you say his last name. He does. He does the old school one, but I just forgot like how great Nat King Cole. Oh yeah. Burl Ives, like Perry uh, Como, like all those guys. Like they're so good at singing old school timey songs. And then, like I like Louis Armstrong. Is that you, Cindy Claus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like we were gifted Michael Bublé, and like oh, yeah. I, Michael Bublé is amazing. Yes, he, he, is. he is. He is. He just has that type of great Christmas timey song. Like he can oh, sing any was, song. Uh, how was Trans Siberian Orchestra? Oh, it was electric. Gosh, like so it was jealous. amazing. So jealous. Um, I'll have to show you videos later. There's there's constantly pumping out smoke. Mm-hmm. There's lasers. 
It's like, so if you've never been to a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, I definitely recommend going at least one. If you like live music and you like Christmas music, then you would like Trans-Siberian Orchestra. If you don't like live music and you don't like Christmas music, then I don't suggest going. They don't only play Christmas music. Trans-Siberian Orchestra has done a lot of really cool other songs. It's a lot of like a, it's almost like a rock and roll concert. I was trying to tell my wife, like, explain like what is this like and i'm like it's honestly like a rock and roll concert because it's a light show it's a story throughout the entire thing so like they open it up they introduce everyone they show you all their instruments and stuff like that super cool it's like the same around the same people one cool thing that they do is that they actually have like a strings section right Mm -hmm. of the orchestra right right every location that they go to they use local artists from that area oh damn so like when they're here in raleigh they grab string artists from raleigh to play with them that is so cool i had no idea yeah it's really cool cool. um they do it everywhere everywhere they go they always invite um some people to come play with them so it's really really cool it is like they're always they're bobbing and weaving around the the stage the crowd the stage does so many things it's all moving parts to get up on these like these uh, pedestals that go like out and above and over the crowd. There's like flames and fire and shit going on. I'm telling you, Charlie, it is electric. Uh, I definitely suggest going. It would be a great like kitty thing. Um, If you have like not babies, but like obviously a little bit older kids, just because it's like you're in a show, a lot of adults there uh, just enjoying the show and enjoying the, the Christmas time. But they open it up like singing, like, singing some Christmas tunes, some of their greatest hits. And then it kind of like portrays a story of Christmas and they have like videos that kind of walk you through the whole thing. And then, you know, they kind of like play songs throughout it. then they take some breaks and chill out and talk to you, talk to the crowd a little bit. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I don't want to talk too much about it, but a great show. I always enjoy going. I'm glad we went packed. So almost sold out stadium at PNC, which is a big deal. Um, but definitely, definitely suggest going. Put it on the bucket list for sure. Cool. I'll have to do it next year. Yeah, great time. Yeah, absolutely great time. Um, but yeah, Christmas. Favorite, uh, yeah. I So you never answered favorite Christmas song. Then we could talk football. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not like a particularly religious guy, but the song Mary Did You Know? Yeah. Clay Aiken does a version. Oh, yeah, I've heard that it's one. Really yeah, it's really good. good. I like Pentatonix. They do a really good version. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, you know, that, that all, up. like, uh, they're all uh, vocal artists. Yeah. Uh, it's really Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. They're yeah, the acapella. acapella group. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Favorite Christmas movie of mine? It's a Wonderful Life. I always, That's I always, yeah, I always Absolute try classic. and like choke back the tears. Same. Um, but I, I just, there's so many quotable lines from that movie. Great, great movie. It is long, but uh, great, wonderful, wonderful movie. No pun intended. Ah, see. I there like it. Yeah. But, Charlie, enough about Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, McQuanzaa. Hanukkah, 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 Cheers. Cheers. Hey, that was the first simultaneous one in a while. I was, I was. I was a little more prepared that time. Mm -hmm. Charlie, your boy's officially on vacation, so I'm sipping a little something harder than than the beers as well. Um, I've got to roll. Charlie, 
Uh, I'm going to have a great week here, okay? Uh, but, Charlie, let's just dive in. You know who's also having a great week this week? Tell me. The Lions. Yes, they are. Charlie, the Lions started 1-7. and seven. Sorry, 1-7. and s- No, 1-7. One one they were 1-6? One 1-6, and six. Six. One and six, yeah. 1-6. and six. You know what the record is now? 7-7. Seven 7-7. and seven. Seven and seven. That's pretty damn good. 7-7. Seven and seven. And? They've won 7 of their last 8. And they are officially... In the hunt, slash, sniffing around, slash, did you ever, loitering. Did we post that story? We the, did not. I keep forgetting. Okay, well, now, but now we'll it's like, now, I don't know that we could do it anymore because now, there, ever since that conversation's come out, everyone has a new thing for it. And it's awful. At this point, I just want to bring back in the hunt. I like, I like tickling the butthole. I, I do too, but it's like everyone's trying to do something different now. And it's well, awful. Well, yeah, but that's that makes it great that we came up with tickling the butthole. Well, ours is ours is legitimate. Everyone else's off loitering. Yeah, it's sniffing stupid. around. There was another one uh, on the bubble. I could get that's uh, on that's the bubble. That's a classic that's standard, uh, standard yeah. term. Uh, but there's just a, I can't remember. There was a couple that I heard recently, and I'm like, what? That's what you came up with. So it's awful, but Lions are having a damn good week, Charlie. Yes, they are. Uh, it's unfortunate the Panthers are going to have to put that to bed after this week. Okay. Bold. Um, it's a good week to be the 49ers. Uh, we're on our third-string quarterback, and Big Cock Brock got another win and secured the division. BCB, baby. That's that's big time. Yeah. Um, quick question. Do you yeah. think it's possible that the 49ers sweep – Executive, head, and assistant coach of the year. Is it possible? Yes. Will they? No. You don't think so? No. Who's going to win head coach of the year? That's uh, the only one I see us possibly losing. I think that's a loaded question because we haven't seen where the teams are going. If so the, the Jets, jo- if, the if the Jets or the, or the Jets. Lions make the playoffs, I think okay, one of their head coaches will get it for sure. Mm-hmm. One of their head coaches will get it for sure. I think you could also argue Sean McDermott again, obviously. You could also argue Nick Sirianni. Now, so I think that's a loaded question as far as head coaching goes because we don't really know yet. And they basically, so that award is given out before the Super Bowl, after the NFC cha- or after the championship games. Yep. If Kyle Shanahan, with his third string quarterback, gets to the NFC championship game. I think he's he a hell of a, a coach. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. a hell of a coach. Um, I think executive of the year will go to John Lynch for the one, Christian McCaffrey trade. Two, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. Three, drafting Brock Purdy. And then D'Amico Ryans is an absolute lock for assistant of the year. I, again, I could see it. Again, I think you could make a very big argument for Howie Roseman for Philadelphia. We okay. we okay. were all questioning he was, Philadelphia. He was, he was gunslinging, and he made moves. And he, he made was, moves. He made moves up until like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So I hear I know on one that. guy who won't get it. Steve Kime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too soon? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick, uh, before we before we get into the all the stuff. Um, this coming we got a new weekend. bad week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's your bad week? Bad week to be Jeff Saturday. Ooh, tell me why. Because he just had the NFL. The largest comeback in NFL history. Against him. And that um, defense is a solid defense. Yeah, you he really had to try to lose that game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, they announced Nick Foles as a starter this week. 
I did not. Just Interesting. It. Yeah. Matt Ryan done. Nick Foles starter. Yep. Wowzers. So, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Charlie, uh, it's also a bad week for the Patriots. Yes, it is. I mean, what a way Brutal. to lose a game. Not only just to lose a game in general in the NFL like that, as when you're tied and you do all those laterals, but like it, also the Patriots. Like that doesn't happen to the Patriots. No, Charlie. that is that is that was. And they've been at, they've egregious. been the butt of everyone's jokes this week. Mm-hmm. It is not good, deservedly so. And it's just like bad publicity at this point for them. Like everyone's starting to catch on that. Like, yeah, Bill Belichick was the greatest coach, but like they're starting to flame him now. Like they're starting to say that there's like leads of entitlement of like um, kind of jeez uh, self centeredness that you can just hire two defensive coordinators to run your offense and your your young quarterback is is struggling at times because of this. Your defense is meh most of the time. They're okay, but they can't win you games. Now part um, of this game, real quick, I I just <clears throat> want to add to bad week. It's a bad week to be a victim of NFL officiating because oh, this week was geez. brutal. It was and bad. Imagine now the Raiders have been absolutely crushed by the refs all year, yeah. but but also calling that a touchdown. The touch, yeah, I don't see when how. his foot was fucking at halfway, yeah. half a yard out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, and they reviewed how, it. How are we still it. at the point where the re- the NFL referees are still? They're not full-time referees. The, it's bullshit. There's got to be some change, and it's got to be better than just... I think that they need to skip the full-time referees. They need to go straight up command center. But then it's like, well, how do we know those guys are competent? You know? Yeah. Um, And you got to be able to review... But anyways, everyone's had to deal with it. And the Patriots, they... They still lost that game on that play. That was a terrible, terrible situational football right there. Throwing it 30 yards back to Chandler Jones, who just patty whomped. I'm making up shit here. Yeah. Patty whomped Mac Jones on the way to the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Um, it was really bad. But yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Charlie, I'm like, I'm like a fly right now. I can't stop looking at this new sign. My mom, my mom hooked us up. With a new uh, beer drinking sign for the pod. Yeah, check out the story. And like, we don't even need to light to turn on the lights. No, we got no lights. Yeah, it's, it's just just that. It's just that. It's so bright. It's yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, we did get some new addition. We got the poster as well, so we can see it. Uh, and I do like it because it's the old school poster. If you notice, the Panthers logo is the old. No, no, it's the new school Panthers logo. No, no. <laughs> hey, I thought it was the old school one. No, see the Jets yeah. is new and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, it's they still, even have, but they still have the football team. Is that? Oh, yeah, that's not the commanders. No, no. That's the football team for yeah. sure. All right, Charlie, you ready to jump into it? Yep. Let's do it. All right, Chuck, last Thursday we had your game. Do you want do you want me to give you some talking points? Do you just want to talk about it? What do you want to say? I mean, uh, you, you go ahead and, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever, man. All right. I've got a lot to say. All right. BCB back at it again. Yeah, big cock brock. Um, I, I think – the biggest thing here was just how frustrated your defense was able to get Gino. I thought, um, like Lockett going down definitely hurt. And I was right. Lockett is the Niner killer. He just loves finding those soft spots in the zone. He's damn good at it. But well, it took him until the fourth. I mean, he had one catch, I think in the first half. And yeah. Then it took he started catching on the second half yeah. though. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then he, he ends up breaking his finger 
Metcalf had, you know, a couple catches, but nothing crazy. I think they just kind of corralled him uh, and let him catch the underneath. I would say Charvarius Ward won that battle. They did have yeah. a not, it was a fun battle to watch. Um, but DK had a bad penalty, a taunting penalty after yeah. not get, getting a first down. They yeah. was third down. They didn't get it, and he ta- he was taunting. He what? did pancake our guy. That's why he was taunting. He, yeah, he did. What blew me away was George Kittle popping off here. Uh, and I did think it was funny because all of the memes on Friday were like, uh, you know, the your fantasy team – uh, in fifth place with George Kittle popping off for like, you know, 20 plus points like <laughs> that. That just kind of seemed like what the deal was uh, for him this week. But I mean, he had an electric game. Um, I did not see that coming just because it feels like a uh, in a division rivalry. You shouldn't let things like that. You should know. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll let you take it over from there. Your general thoughts. I just I had some questions about this game. We gave up more points than this game. The score was closer than this game was. We had a pick six negated by a, I want to say a bad um, roughing the passer call. But, I mean, as far as letter to the law, I guess it was the right call. And even Nick Bosa said, you know, yeah, I guess guess that's what it is. I shouldn't have done that. Um, But it wasn't, like, egregious. It didn't hurt the quarterback or anything. He just landed on him and <clears throat> negated the pick six. And the pick six wasn't because of the hit. It was definitely after the pass was thrown. So it would have definitely been a pick six. And at that point, it would have been 28-3. to three. Um, We gave up a touchdown when we shouldn't have at the end. Um, I truthfully believe, and I'm like, I'm fully, I am a full-on believer now. We are the most complete team in the NFL. I don't think that anyone can, even with the third string quarterback. I truthfully, yes, I I really do believe that. I I mean, we do everything well. All right, and I our defense is far and away the best in the league. Like it, they thought the Cowboys were close. Well, the last two games, the Cowboys have given up seventy three points. The last six games combined, we've given up sixty three. Damn. So, hmm. I mean that. I think uh, I, I really I'm I'm not scared of anyone in the NFC. Right now, you shouldn't be. Besides, maybe the Eagles. I mean, I think that would be a good game, but I'm not. I, I'm I truthfully am not scared of them. I think our defense is better, and that that could be enough. Okay. Anything else? Um, I thought so, but that's all right. We can move on. Okay. Uh, Charlie, we'll talk about the most electric game of the weekend: Colts and Vikings. Um, Vikes go down bad early. Uh, this this really burned me, Charlie. I had Kirk Cousins on oh, my bench. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, never mind. I'll get to it when we come up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I had Kirk Cousins on my bench. He had like negative points. He had thrown a pick six. It was like one of five or something like that. I mean, brutal first half. Fumbles, turnovers, brutal first three quarters. Tur- really. I mean, you know, punts. I mean, it was it was just bad. It was downright bad. I mean, this game looked over at halftime. It was what thirty six to three. I believe that's what it was at halftime, right? Thirty six yes, to three. I believe so. And the Vikings. Damn sure if it ain't, don't play the Vikings. They just storm right on back, one play after another. Unbelievable. Justin Jefferson started getting open. The whole team 
was just catching uh, catching all over the and place. Then Kirk and Kirk finished with like 40 points. Yeah, Kirk fantasy. had 43 points. I was with playing the day. against him. He had like 430 or 40 yards, uh, four touchdowns on the day. It was unbelievable. Um, Charlie, is it more about the Vikings' ability to stay in games or is it more about the Colts' Uh, not being able to hang on to a 33-point lead. I really don't want to give the Vikings any credit, but this is that was history right there. Um, <clears throat> so it's a little bit of both. Really, I think the biggest, most glaring thing, any other actual coach in the league would not have let that happen. Yeah. I think it was huge, a huge glaring uh, sign to Jim Irsay, you need an actual coach to coach this team. Um, secondly, it was incredible what the Vikings pulled off right there. Yeah. I mean, that was mostly a come a fourth quarter comeback. I think most of those points were in the fourth quarter. I think it was, they may have gotten one touchdown going into the fourth. So they, I think they had 10 points going into the fourth quarter. But unbelievable. Um, so I'll give them a ton of credit. But it tells me their defense is trash. Yeah, yeah. But they sure, Ed Donatel certainly had something to say at halftime that got them to play better because they only gave up three points in the second half. Yeah. To a bad offense, granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, poor Matt Ryan. I really do feel bad for Matt Ryan. Now he's – because – even if he maybe had a Hall of Fame career, when you look back on his career, it's going to be this game, and it's going to be the 28-3. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Ravens at the Browns, another game I want to speed through here, Charlie. Um, we both had the Browns winning this game. I don't think many other people did. Uh, I think the Raven, the listeners had the Ravens by one vote. Um, Probably Nate. Yeah, maybe. Uh, So, I don't know. I mean, I do think the Browns will be a good team next year. How good they can be for the rest of this year, I'm I'm still not really sure. I know they are a feisty team. I would not want to play them in these last couple of games if I was on the edge of playoff contention. I know that. Um, You know, I don't know if we can judge the Ravens. I know the Ravens' defense did mostly their job. They, They held in there. Uh, for this game, um, but I don't know that we can judge the Ravens off of Lamar or w- off of anything without Lamar. Uh, Tyler Huntley does not look as good as he did last year. He looked a lot better last year than he has this year. For sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Charlie, should the Ravens fire Greg Roman? I think that that's the only question that I really want to ask about this game. Should they fire him? I I know it's a backup quarterback, but. I feel like they've been building up to this for a while now. Yeah, I think I do think they should because one, yeah, their offense looks electric when Lamar's in. If I was the offensive coordinator, the offense would look electric when Lamar's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they had a savvy pickup. I mean, super lucky. Sammy Watkins was waived by the Green Bay Packers, and somehow he slid all the way to the Baltimore Ravens, where he knows the offense. That was so lucky for them considering Devin Duvernay just <clears throat> injured his foot at the training center. Yeah. Um, and he's out for the season. And they've already got Rashad Bateman out for the season. So Sammy Watkins is going to be an immediate contributor for them. That's that's huge. But, again, this is not what you want to see going making a playoff push. This is 
That's not playoff football. No. No, that's that's absolutely And frankly, right. I don't think they've been playing playoff football the last three weeks. Hmm. So, I bet it was three weeks ago they they played the Panthers, right? The Browns? No, the, the Ravens. I haven't played the Ravens. Didn't the Ravens play? The Ravens played the Panthers three weeks ago. And that was, I think, with Lamar. And it was a close game. It they it should not oh, have we did we did play them, but I don't I, I don't think it was three weeks ago. I think it was late later than that. Like further back or yeah. more recently? Which? More like further back. Okay. I'd have to look. I, that's I, I think was... it was three weeks ago. It was uh Lamar's last healthy game. Cause he's been out two weeks now. All right, well, it's, it's semantics at this point. But. but either way, since that game, they did not play well in that game, and they haven't played well since. That that It was just my benchmark as far as when I remember thinking, this is a playoff team that is – I mean, they're winning close games, but they're we not – We played them um, right before Thanksgiving, 11-20. Well, what week was so that? So that was essentially now it's five weeks ago. Okay. Well, they've been playing bad football ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on here. Dolphins, Bills. Charlie, I was impressed by the Dolphins here. Uh, in Dolphins don't normally handle cold weather games that well as a franchise. They came up and they gave it to the Bills. They gave the Bills everything they had. Um, Bills ended up making a play and having a hell of a drive to kind of seal that game and prevent Tua from really getting a getting a legitimate chance to, to try and go win the game here. Um, but I was impressed with the Dolphins here. I mean, wh- what do you got? What do you think? Well, they realized they have good running backs. Run the ball. Um, was Jeff Wilson Jr. out with an injury? Because Solomon Ahmed yeah. was back, and he was making plays. But Raheem Mostert looked great. Yeah, Run he did. the ball. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, that's what you do. Yeah. And I think that he'll take a look in the mirror and, and realize this is what this is what our offense needs to be. Yes, we've got two like the probably the best wide receiver tandem in the league, but um that they're gonna need to run the ball more, but they did a great job of it and they could have very easily won that game. Um Snow the the weather you know, they forecasted weather the whole time. Um, it snowed before the game, and then it was clear skies, pretty much. And then all of a sudden, it started snowing hard at the end of the game, and it was sick. It was awesome. It was it was sick. It was really cool. Yeah, it was sick. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, I I thought I think the Bills are a better team, and I think that's what made the difference. Yep. Are you good? Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, Steelers at the Panthers. Um, you know, Charlie frustrating to watch this game third and two third and one third and three and we just couldn't get a stop no matter what whether it was mitch or whether it was Najee harris even uh the jalen i don't remember what his name is now uh the other backup running back that they have jalen johnson no um it starts with a w whatever warren something warren warren or something like that whatever um i just this was frustrating. Mitch didn't play great, but that's the NC State kid, isn't it? The Jalen, 
I don't know. Okay. Mitch didn't play great. He just kept hitting Deontay Johnson, who seemed open all game long. C.J. Henderson, our our cornerback two, went out in like the first series of the game with an ankle injury. And then Keith Taylor came in, who Keith Taylor has has shown he he is okay. But he had the worst. He literally said it after the game. He's like, I had the worst game of my life. And Deontay Johnson was cooking him from start to finish. It was just so damn frustrating. It's not like his... It's not like Mitch was taking shots down the field. It's like nine-yard routes at the most. And he would curl back, come back to the ball, and we wouldn't come up and make a fucking tackle. It was so f- damn frustrating to watch that our Jaylen DBs... Samuels. Samuels. Sure. Whatever. That's his name. That we our DBs and whatever couldn't come up and make a fucking tackle on the edge. And that's what was so frustrating. They weren't, they weren't running it... They were getting some gash plays on us by running the ball, but it was mostly off the edges, and we just had no answer for it. What's frustrating now is that, like, I thought that they should have gotten away from Foreman and should have ran Chuba Hubbard or Blackshear a little bit more. I love Deontay Foreman. I've I've raved about Deontay Foreman, but he's a he's a power back. In my opinion, they should have switched to more of a speed a speed zone kind of read and try and beat them on the edges. It just wasn't working between the tackles, and they just kept trying to force it down the throat. I get it. You want to run the ball, but you could still run the ball by trying to attack them on the edges, spread them out, and then re-attack them from the inside. I mean, I'm not a fucking football genius, Charlie, but at least I know that. Well, here's here's what I have to say about that specifically. This was probably the game that Steve Wilkes needed to justify firing... What's his name? Ben McAdoo. And assuming if Steve Wilkes gets gets the job, <clears throat> this is the game he needed to justify that, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see it. I mean, this is another big one coming up here. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, it's not the offense wasn't bad. The offense wasn't bad. They just weren't productive and they weren't able to stay on the field where the Steelers were able to do the exact opposite. Mitch had like five QB sneaks for one yard gains. It was so damn frustrating. They wouldn't even they wouldn't even hand it off. They just ran Mitch in a QB sneak and they just drug him across the line. They just keep the chains moving. The one big drive they had was in the third quarter and it was like a 12 or you know 13, 14 whatever play drive. Absolutely insane. Our defense just wore down. We just couldn't keep up and that, I think, is, once again, the most frustrating part is that our weaknesses, once again, got identified. Um, you know, just like what happened in the Bengals game, we got gashed in the run, and then that caused us to give up some plays in the pass. And although the Bengals just gashed us in the run all day long, um, we just weren't able to come up and make tackles on the edges, and that was was. The most frustrating. I, I mean, I, I got to give the Steelers credit. They had a good game plan. They executed well. Uh, it just, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Panthers because you see games like this, and I'd like to think that, you know, I obviously you're not going to win every game. But it's frustrating to see simple things like this be the death of you. And, again, you know, if I'm so torn. Do I want a higher draft pick? Do I want to make the playoffs? At this point, it makes it even harder because – you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place between both of them. So, you know, I know I'm ranting here and I, I know it's a lot, but it, there is a lot to consider here for the Panthers. And it's just, it's just frustrating. Once again, it's it's frustrating to see you lose games like this, where 
Once again, is Sam Darnold the guy? I don't know. Because DJ had a decent day today, but everyone attacks the Steelers by passing the ball on them. We didn't do that. Whether we couldn't do it or we didn't do it, I'm not sure which one's which, but I know we didn't at the end of the day because the results showed us that. Is that Sam's fault? Is that Ben McAdoo's fault? Is that Steve Wilkes' fault? I don't fucking know, but I want answers, and they're not going to come right away. Well, you're still not out of the playoffs. You're only one game back from the lead. Um, you want to? Ju- yeah, I, I'm ready to move on. That was do that, that was a frustrating one. I, I believe it. And um, just quick shout out to the Steelers for getting one game closer to getting Mike Tomlin's 500. But but that that was one that Panthers should have had, and they they really did need it. And they have a chance at the playoffs here. This is not the time to slip. They've been playing a lot better football than that. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Eagles at the Bears. The Bears hung around in this one, Charlie. The Bears did not make it easy uh, for Jalen Hurts to have a day. Even though he finished with a pretty nice stat line, uh, he did not start with one. He ended up throwing two interceptions in this game, but finished with three touchdowns to make up for it. Um, Charlie, I thought this would be all Eagles all day long, but Justin Fields <clears throat> did what he needed to do to keep the Bears into this thing and keep them competitive. Um Again, Eagles did the same thing. I was more surprised how little Miles Sanders was used here. Um, it, it just seems shocking to me. I, I I don't know who the Eagles are. Who are you telling? I don't I know who are the Eagles going to be come playoffs, Charlie. Who are they? Who are they going to be? Well, AJ Brown's a serious threat. It turns out, but they they need to run the ball better, especially. Gosh. Miles Sanders killed me um, in fantasy this week, but that this that game right there is why I said that the 49ers are the most complete team because that was that was a pretty poor display against a bad team, an electric quarterback they have on the other side, but that they, they should have performed better and they should have run the ball better. They should have. I mean that's that's what I've got on that. They right. are the still they haven't clinched the division, but they are still the number one best seed. team in the NFC right yeah. now. All right, let's move on here. Falcons at the Saints, another boring game here, Charlie. Uh, the only thing that really was interesting here was Desmond Ritter, and he didn't look too bad. No, he didn't. Desmond Ritter confirmed has a connection with Drake London. Drake London had life. Yeah. If you still, by some miracle, have Drake London on your fantasy team like I do, he had life here. Like, I I have a legitimate chance of starting Drake London this week. I'm not playing for anything. But, like, he had, like, I I can't remember how many receptions he had, but he almost had 100 yards receiving as well. Like, Kyle Pitts is out. There's a clear connection here between Desmond Ritter and Drake London. Desmond Ritter looked okay. Yeah. He looked okay. And and he doesn't really have options. No, no. They ended up losing one of their four fucking starting running backs. Yeah. Not Cordero Patterson, but one of the other ones. I don't remember his name. Not Algier. No, no. It's one of the other ones. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, whatever. Um, But, you know, I don't know. You know, good on the Falcons, I guess. The Falcons won this game, right? No. No, the Saints won this game? Yeah. Good on the Saints, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, do you have anything here? I, I don't even know that I really want to talk about this game. The NFC South is such a dumpster fire, and that's coming from me. 
That means something. Yeah, I was I was excited to see um, Desmond Ritter, and he didn't play bad. Um, didn't get the win, but you know, all right. Excited to see what he does for the rest of the year. Yes. All right, moving on. Another like three more games. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. We're getting really close. Uh, all right, Lions at the Jets. This was a great game. It came down to a last-second field goal that the Jets missed. You can say anything that you want about Zach Taylor. He had a decent game. Zach Wilson. Wilson. Sorry. He. This game had like came 300 down. yards or something. Was it 300? Yeah. I wasn't sure. I have no idea what his final stat line was. He had, yeah, he had some This game yards. came down to Robert Salah. Is it Salah? Salah. Salah not using timeouts at the end. The Jets got the ball back, Charlie, with like a minute and 30 left in all three timeouts. You know when he used his first timeout? Like so. less than 30 seconds. He used his first timeout with less than 30 seconds left on the clock. Yeah, uh, Zach Wilson was 317 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and an 89.8 rating. That's really not bad considering. You've been sitting on the bench for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he did throw a pick early, and even uh, Sala said he praised Zach Wilson for being able to, you know, he said early in the season he would throw a pick and it would kind of derail him. But he had some maturity to throw the pick and come back and look good. Mike White is out again. Yeah. We'll talk about it coming up here, Charlie, but they play on Thursday, tomorrow, and they play against the feisty Jaguars team. That's fighting for the playoffs. That's fighting for the playoffs again. If Zach Wilson has another solid game here, the tides might turn back into his favor. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think it could. I think it could. Lions played a good game on the road. They got a good, gritty win. I mean, that's what you have to do come playoff time in December, and... I don't think anything from the Lions game plan stood out to me. I did think that there was one connection. Jared Goff probably could have hit Jameson Williams a little deeper in the back of the end zone. And I think this game would have been a little further separated uh, between the two final scores. But I have to give a shout out I think out these are there. two very similarly skilled teams. And it was a good game that came to a last second field goal. Yep. Uh, the fourth and one call by the Lions. <clears throat> it was an incredible play call, play design. Where they had, I think they had goes on the outside go routes or something, get those receivers out. And the tight end had a late release and just a little drag route that went for 56 yards for a touchdown on fourth and one. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was an incredible play call. And that is what really won them the game, that play right there. And the call, I mean, it was, that was, that was some, uh, that was some Kyle Shanahan stuff right there, which makes sense. It is Mike LaFleur, brother of Matt LaFleur, but he came from Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. 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 With, you know, Robert Sala brought him with him. But that was a great, great. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. That's the Lions. I'm sorry. Mike LaFleur is the OC of the Jets. But that was some Kyle Shanahan stuff right there um, that the Lions pulled off. Great play call. There you go. All right, Chuck, let's move on. Cowboys-Jags, another really good game that obviously went down to play uh, to overtime here. Uh, unfortunately, ended with Dak throwing a pick six. Not Dak's fault. No. I want to make sure everyone's aware. Th- that pass was not Dak's fault. It was a... Dak put it in a place where only his wide receiver could get it, and his wide receiver, unfortunately, bounced right off his arm and right into another a DB's hands for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he ended up just running back. And, and unfortunately, it's just one of those very random coincidences where it just 
Sometimes shit just doesn't go your way. I well, was surprised. Here's, here's, here's what I've got to say about that. Uh, randomly, shit doesn't go your way. You should not have been in overtime. With I, this and game. I was going to say, I was surprised that this game this even a, went to they overtime. They had a huge lead. They should have. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, it was late, late, somewhere in the middle of the fourth or late fourth. Trevor Lawrence scrambles. Michael Parsons comes from behind or comes from the side, fumbles the ball. Michael Parsons recovers. That should have been it. Right, the Jaguars were down four at that point, four or three at that point, and that should have been the end of the game. Unfortunately, it's not for the the Cowboys. They have to punt the ball back. Jags go all the way back down, kick a tying field goal, boom, going to overtime. And so it was like they shouldn't have never been in overtime, but the Jaguars do a great job of fighting all the way through. Doug Peterson has done a great job. Charlie, what I want to really make a point of is Trevor Lawrence has arrived. Yes. Trevor Lawrence has arrived. <laughs> yes, he has. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling you right now, you need to draft Trevor Lawrence as a top 10 quarterback next year. Yeah, for sure. Because he's only getting better because he's going to add Calvin Ridley. And I know Calvin Ridley obviously is addicted to betting. Not addicted, but you know what I mean. Right. It's supposed to be a shitty joke. Calvin Ridley's still it, really it good. Was, it was a shitty joke. It was a shitty joke. Calvin Ridley's still really good. Yeah. They still have Christian Kirk. They still have Marvin Jones Jr. They still have Zay Jones. The Jaguars are going to be really good next year. They still yes, have they Travis are. Etienne. Like you need Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top ten fantasy quarterback next year. I'm yes, telling he, you right now, I Charlie. Totally agree. Market. It is December twenty first, twenty twenty two. I'm curious to see where Trevor Lawrence is in a year from now. I mean, this week was the week of the quarterback fantasy wise. I think Trevor had four touchdowns. Four, he had forty points or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He had a great game, and he's all he's and it's been steady. It's not just one game. He's right. been progressively putting up those kind of numbers throughout the last three or four weeks. Yeah, that was that was a great win by Jacksonville when they really needed it. Dallas lost this game and somehow clinched a playoff spot. Um, <clears throat> That's all is, you need to say. That's this, a, that, yeah. leave it right there. That's all this you need to say. Defense is not. This is not a playoff defense. Mm-hmm. For the to Cowboys the, to the Texans for the Cowboys for the Cowboys mm-hmm. for the to the. I would take that back to the Texans and the Jags. You've given up seventy three points. I, I see. I. Uh, all right. I'll, uh, this is what I'll say. This is my only rebuttal. I think that it is a playoff defense, but I think the Cowboys have a disease that they continuously play down to their opponent's level, and that's what you've seen over the last two weeks. The Cowboys, in my opinion, are a better team than both Houston and Jacksonville. But continuously over the last two weeks, you've seen the Cowboys play down to that team's level. Is that Mike McCarthy? It could be. They had a significant lead in this game. This should not have been. It shouldn't have been close. I agree. It, but where, where, where's the blame? Is it Dan Quinn? Is it uh, what's his face calling plays for Dallas? Kellen Moore. Is it is it Mike McCarthy? Is it all of them? Because. I agree. This doesn't look like a playoff team right now, giving up those kind of comebacks and, and staying in games to teams that you should be better than. But, like, that just kind of seems like who the Cowboys are. Well, see, it's, it wasn't come, the Texans game wasn't a comeback. The Cowboys had to come back in that game. And then they found a different way to lose this week where they had a significant lead and they gave it up. Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> yeah. 
All right, uh, let's move on here. Another game that went to overtime, shockingly, um, and and uh, this is kind of a good launching point, Charlie's. Texans go back-to-back in overtime games. Although they are two losses, overtime losses, Texans pulling it together here. Yeah. The Driscoll and Matt, uh, or sorry, Mills combo is kind of working. Yeah, I kind of like it. And this is even without Damian Pierce, without Brandon Cooks. Like, it's kind of working. Yep. So, like, Lovey Smith, job security? I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Because um, I still think D'Amico Ryans, if they, if they fired Lovey Smith, it's got to be D'Amico Ryans. I just think it's a great story. What he can do with the really young pieces on the defense. For those of you that don't know, D'Amico Ryans was drafted by the Texans and had an incredible career there. As a linebacker yeah, with the Texans. And he went to the Eagles and other teams. But, like, the, yeah. he. Um, I see. I think Lovey's got job security after these. I think he does. If he continues to lose really close games like this, I think he's gonna. I think he's back next year. What if he wins really close games? Well, I think he's even more back. <laughs> uh, I do think they got to figure out the quarterback. We'll and they got to get see, him playmakers. We'll have to see how the next three weeks go. But yeah, I mean, they've got a freaking running back for the for the rest of whoever's coaching. Yeah, tenure. Um, they do have a good offensive line, actually. So, I mean, yeah, there's just a few pieces probably on both sides of the ball, but it could be one of those. I mean, Robert Sala turned the Jets around after one year. They're a competitor. I mean, it's, there's only, there's probably only a few pieces on either side. Yeah. Well, I'm, I am interested to see how they play. The next three weeks, they got a divisional game this week. Um, I don't know about job security. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Uh, sorry, no, I don't want to move on yet. What, what what are we talking about with the Chiefs? Well, I mean, what do we, what do we say about the Chiefs? Is, is this classic? What's the defensive coordinator's name? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo. Is, is yeah, this just yeah, classic it's... Steve regular season? And then they they somehow in the postseason get a lot better play out of their defense kind of deal. I don't. Feel I'm not like saying they they're good because they're not a good defense, but they normally do play better, slightly, better. slightly better in the playoffs. I th- I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think this is a Spagnola defense. I I would not be surprised if this is Spagnola's last year with Kansas City because they have not had. They've probably had a bottom ten defense. Every year he's been there. Yeah, yeah, it's been bad. And they have good players. They really do. Yeah, they, ha- they have some pieces. Them. Yeah, they have. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away. Okay. They got pieces. They've got Frank Clark, I think- Chris Jones, Nick Bolton was a great draft pick, and he's been playing out of his freaking mind. I think their problem is their 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 linebackers and their DBs. The depth, the linebackers in general, and their depth at DBs. Those are two issues. Nick They're Bolton, two very glaring. Nick issues. Bolton as a linebacker is their their best piece, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't know what to think about the Chiefs. A win is a win is a win. Andy Reid will tell you that any day. Patrick Mahomes will tell you that any day. Again, I want to see what are the Chiefs and who can make the plays for the Chiefs come playoff time. Because yep. that's they are just one of those teams, right? It's just like what we talked about with the Eagles. Like, who are the Eagles going to be come playoffs? We don't know. We're going to find out. We think we know, but we don't really know. 
Right. Who are the Vikings going to be come playoffs? I don't They're know. They're going to be Kirk Cousins. Well, if it's going to be we're just going to try and outscore you, then you know, you're going to run into teams that are going to beat you like that. Yep. So, all right. Now let's move on, and this is this one's going to be real quick. Okay, this was just field goal city. Uh, two shitty quarterbacks. Go, well, I don't know if I can call Kil- Colt McCoy a shitty quarterback, but um, two bad quarterbacks, I would say, going up against each other. It was field goal city. Uh, Broncos versus Cardinals. James Conner did have a productive day for my fantasy team as well, and he did look good running the ball, but these are just two bad teams right now, Charlie. I don't, I don't know how to put it any easier than that. Without Russell Wilson, the Broncos have absolutely no chance, which is a shocking thing to say. Um, but, you know, I, you got anything? No. Nope. I, I'm, I'm, like, struggling to find things to say about this game because it was that ugly. Yeah, Colt McCoy's out, so... Cardinals are going to be going like with I watched the highlights early. for the for this game. You there know, there were many. It was probably a short reel. Uh, well, it was a short reel, but you know what? Some of the highlights were stops on third downs. Yeah, that's like defensive plays on third downs. Like that was the highlight. It was like, wait, what? What am I watching here? This is awful. Crazy. All right, now let's talk about crazy. <laughs> Patriots Raiders. No one gives a shit about what happened in the first, I don't know, how many what, How many seconds were left on the clock before the Patriots snapped that ball? That was the last play of the game. Last play of the game, so it was under 10 seconds maybe, yep. right? Yep. What's crazy to me is that after the game, people asked Bill Belichick, why didn't you throw a Hail Mary? They were on the wrong side of the 50, so it was probably – if you were to get it in the end zone, it's probably 55 to 60 yards. You know what his response was? Tell me. We can't throw it that far. They probably can't with Bailey or, or Mac Jones. That's kind of alarming. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a Bill Belichick dig at Mac Jones. Don't you think? Yep. I mean, that seems like a very... That seems like a very uh, under-the-table kind of dig at Mac Jones, and it's like, well, if you can't throw it that fucking far, why are you running a play anyway? Take it to overtime. What? Why Why? Why run a play? Kneel the ball and take it to overtime. What? Why even run the play to begin with? And then, like, I don't know who to blame. Do you blame Ramondre Stevenson for starting the lateral thing? Do you blame Jacoby Myers for not knowing the score and just fucking going down instead of throwing the ball back to Chandler Jones, who technically it was an interception by Chandler Jones, and then absolutely stiff-arming Mac Jones and waltzing into the end zone. I mean, it was, it, it was uh, don't get me wrong, I reveled in the Patriots' right. misery. Yes. Um, but I don't know. It just, I don't know what to say. I don't, who do you blame? I don't know if you can blame anyone. Do you Do you blame one person? Can you blame, you blame Bill Belichick? I think so. I think so too. I think, like I said, I think the, I think if you were to rag Bill Belichick this week, I think you'd have every reason to do so. I think you'd have every reason to do now, so. Now it's possible he didn't realize that he had to tell these children what the game situation was. Yeah, and so he didn't reiterate the fact: don't do something that egregiously stupid. You know what's crazy, too, is that I watched this replay of the final play of this game. So if you didn't watch this game, 
Obviously, 10 seconds left, maybe less than 10 seconds. Patriots run a draw. Ramondre Stevenson gets a lot further than I think we all thought he would get. Yeah, it's he about, had a great run. He had, he had about 30 yards down the field. And then he ends up lateraling it back to Jacoby Myers, who runs about five yards behind where he caught the ball and then just chucks the ball back about 25 yards. It's not even close to Mac. Mac Jones is the only player in the area. You Except couldn't for Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones was Chandler the Jones too. was there, but you the, it was when they first when he first threw the pass, all you could see in the camera frame was Chandler Jones. That's yeah. it. You could not even see Mac Jones. Right. So it was like, who are you passing it to? He ends up throwing it. Chandler Jones intercepts it. Right when Chandler Jones intercepts it, Mac Jones is trying to essentially make a shitty tackle. Chandler Jones stiffs arm him. Walks into the end zone for a game-winning touchdown. Game over. Raiders win. But I was watching the sideline, and the ball, when they start the lateral, it starts on the Patriots' sideline. And if you look at the coaching staff, everyone looks like they're doing or saying something different. Like one guy is saying, just go down. Another guy is like pointing back to Mac Jones. Like it just looks like fucking commotion on the sideline. No one knows what the fuck is going on. It's just like, is that where the Patriots are right now? That that was um, <clears throat> for some. Rodney Harrison, NBC Sports Sunday Night, has preached for years. Situational football is what the Patriots do best. Uh, didn't age well. No, it did not. That's all I've got on that. I mean, it, all right. I think that's about all we yeah, need to I talk mean, about on the game as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raiders right. get a much needed win. Yeah. Next game, Titans Chargers. Um, Charlie, the Chargers ended up winning this game, right? They did. Tannehill, uh, questionable if he plays this week. He kind of got beat up a little bit in this game, and he's already been beat up this year. Um, Derrick Henry did have a productive game here, uh, yep. so it is still Tractor Cito season. That's confirmed. Um, but Justin Herbert just made more plays. I mean, it's not. I don't. I don't view either one of these teams as like phenomenal teams. I think they both have very glaring flaws uh, to who they are. Um, but I, I don't know. I like, that's why I just feel like we're getting to the point where it's like, it's the same old story. And like, we have to just keep talking about the same old shit on how the same teams lose these, all of these games in the same ways. So I don't know truly Charlie what to say. I know that I'm getting tired of talking here, but do you have any, I mean, they, both these teams are who they are. And at this point it came down to who made more plays and, uh, Justin Herbert made more plays. Yeah. <clears throat> Chargers had a, this was a good week for the Chargers. Um, they jumped from the eighth spot all the way up to the sixth spot. So they're in if, if playoffs started tomorrow. Um, Tennessee. I, yeah, I don't really know. They've, who would you rather see in the playoffs right now, Tennessee or Jacksonville? Who would I rather play? Yeah. 
yikes. <laughs> now you That's a tough question. It, it is a tough question. I would and say maybe the Titans just because I feel like you could make them one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, and that's I, that's kind of how I see it. I mean, there are parts of the Titans that I don't want to play, but I definitely don't want to play against Trevor Lawrence and the way he's playing. Yeah. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to push, and they could – the only way they can get in is if they win the division. Yeah. And they could. I mean, it there's there's a clear path. They need help from the Titans, but they have a chance and they play each other again. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we will see. All right, but let's move on here. We're talking Bengals at Buccaneers. Uh, another game that was all one-sided come the first half. And then it flipped in the second half. Um, Charlie, I don't know that the storyline should be about the Bengals. The Bengals got off to a really shitty start. I think they had a total of like 12 or 13 plays. And in the first half alone, that's it. 12 or 13 plays in the first half. And then in the second half, they had a bunch. But then the Buccaneers had a bunch of turnovers in the second half. Bengals defense do what they have been doing all year long. They buck up. They prevent any points from being scored in the second half, essentially. Again, I think we know who the Bengals are. What do you say about the Buccaneers? I feel like I know who the Buccaneers are. Who are they? Trash. And, like, a lot of people are giving them shit. Like, they're old. They're slow. Like, people are starting to really pick up on the whole... This you need to hit the rebuild button here. You need to hit the blow it up button. I don't like I don't throw think, the nukes see, I, in I, Tampa and just blow it up. I disagree. Because do you think Todd Bowles is a good coach? Um, I thought that he was, and no, I, I don't. You don't think so anymore? And it's really unfortunate for. Um, I think he's still a good defensive Byron coordinator, which because he was yeah. he was on the head coaching radar. Yeah, I think Leftwich's stock is really dropping hard. Yeah. Hard. It's and it's not necessarily his fault because this offensive line is trash. And that's yeah. not his fault because of a, that's a how many injuries problem. they've had. Right. But, like, Byron Leftwich is, like, he may not even be considered for some head coaching candidacies this year. He may he probably won't get any interviews. Yeah. Um, like, I think Bowles is a good D.C. Yeah. But he's – this is not a good team right now. No. And what I, what I did notice, though, was that Mike Evans started to get involved again and him and Tom Brady might be starting to – Pick up yeah, a lot of people connection. were talking about that this week going into this game, like how Tom and Mike Evans are not clicking and they're not doing well. And then, of course, you know, Mike Evans has a solid day, not a good day, but a solid day. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of fixed that. But yeah, it just it was turnovers that killed the Bucks. It, and this is, you know, I don't know if I see the old and slow thing. I still think this is a solid defense here. I think there are ways to attack them for sure. Um, and obviously there are ways to attack this offense because at the end of the day, I don't think they can run the ball very well. No, they um, can't. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't. I don't like if the Buccaneers uh, get there into the playoffs. I think they get bounced right away. All right, Chuck. Let's move on to probably the most contentious game of the weekend between the Giants and the Commanders, and it wasn't necessarily. The play between them, these are two very evenly matched teams. Charlie, this game came down to one thing and one thing only. What was that one thing, Charlie? 
freaking NFL officiating. Officiating, that's right. Charlie, the biggest play that everyone's talking about and that screwed me in daily, of course, Brian Robinson. They're at the, the, the commanders are at the one yard line. They hand the rock off to Brian Robinson and he barrels in for a one yard score. Little did they know that they got flagged for illegal formation because Terry McLaurin was not on the line of scrimmage. Even though Terry McLaurin himself, you could see it on the film, checks with the sideline referee. This is something that that players do every play. Not once, but twice to make sure that he was lined up on the line of scrimmage. And he did it twice because... He checked the first time. The ref's like, no, move forward a little bit. And yeah. so he did and checked with him again. And the ref gave him a thumbs up. And was had gave him a thumbs up with the left hand and had his right hand on the flag already. Had his right hand on the flag already. Charlie. That's I don't that know if you've ever. Terrible, I don't dude. know if you've ever seen the documentary on Netflix about Tim Donahue and the NBA referee mm. who literally swung games to make money off of sports betting. Yeah, he was. Yeah. This does not look good for the NFL. And this was a direct correlation to exactly that type of scheme. You do not throw that flag while you're literally telling the player. If he, even if if you're official, if he checks with you fucking twice, if he's not lined up on the line of scrimmage, you probably let that go. You're not giving him a thumbs up with the left hand and putting your right hand on the flag. Was he like an inch off or something? Like don't. That's not a flag. You. Right. That has no effect on the actual play. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, There were so many calls here. That was the most like blatant issue. Uh, because that would have been the game tying score. Essentially, they needed to make the two point conversion, but still, that would have been yeah. you know the game tying score uh, with seconds left on the clock. Ron Rivera pissed after the game, and I don't blame. Him. I do not blame him at all. Not to mention, there's that call, and then they try and before that they try and make a pass to I believe it was Curtis Samuel in the end zone. The defensive back is giving him giving Curtis Samuel a hug from behind. That's how bad the pass interference was. You could see the ball about five or seven yards away. And the DB is literally hugging Curtis Samuel from behind, pulling him down, and they don't flag it for pass interference. Anything that goes down in Washington right now, Charlie, I have zero trust in. I have zero trust. Whether it's Dan Snyder, whether it's the referees, I don't give a fuck at this point. I don't trust anything that goes down in Washington right now. Because that, those two officially officials who made those calls, that's sketchy as shit. Because both those are absolutely terrible, 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 terrible calls. And here's the thing. The fact that we think it's sketchy and everyone else thinks it's sketchy, that needs to be talked about because that's the only way the NFL will actually make any changes. Yeah, exactly. So teams cannot lose games like this. No. This this if you we'll want talk the best about product, this, make it make right. the right call. And we'll, we'll talk about this right. in a section. This this just 
this has altered the playoff format. Yeah, this just altered that, li- that play literally could have knocked Washington out of the playoffs. Washington is is the seven seed right now, and I know we'll talk about it. But like, if they lose another game because of this play, they should feel robbed of a chance at a legitimate playoff contention. There's a big deal. This is re- NFL referees need to be watching NFL film twenty four seven. I don't give a fuck if that sounds ridiculous. These this should be their full time job. This yes. should be their full-time job. If we want consistent officiating across the NFL, and God forbid, Charlie, we haven't even gotten to the NFL playoffs. Because we all know there's going to be a call where the command center doesn't get a chance to review it, and all of a sudden these guys are left making the call on the field, and it is a dog shit call. Yeah, and That changes the outcome the of the game. That's not the only problem, just having them full-time. We, we need the command center to be more involved and... There's no punishment for these refs yeah. if they make these bad calls. So what? You don't get to coach. You don't get to ref the bowl game or something like that. Right. You don't get to ref the. You Pro don't get to ref the Super Bowl. Exist. The Super that's, Bowl. That's like the, the refing the Super Bowl is the absolute like elitist thing you can do, and I get that. But not everyone gets to do it. There's a ton of referees, and not everyone gets to the do best, it. The best crew gets to do it, and really what needs to happen is they need to, at, I mean, at the very minimum, get suspended for a game. Take away a paycheck. No, fine them. Fine them. Fine them for making wrong fine calls. Or, do something. Or take a pay. Yeah, take a paycheck. I mean, that would be, the, but like you need this, <clears throat> there is massive reform that needs to happen in NFL officiating. Um, I don't care what you got to do. You got a big enough fucking budget. You got to make it happen. You got to pay these fucking guys full time. They deserve it, and we need better officiating. We need better officiating. They they still make six figures. They and that's the thing. They they make good money. They make good money. So it's not like they're getting paid. for a part time job. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're getting paid. Hey. Right. You know. It's like. But there is money to be. I mean, I'm sure that these owners would pay up more money. To have good, consistent calls. To have the the to, right fucking the call. The right call. The, the right, right call. call. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, frustrating good, to say the good, least. Good for the Giants. They got a win that they needed when they were sliding. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, they're still in it. But th- this was one of, one of many games this weekend where officiating was atrocious and really possibly... I mean, it, it affected the outcome of the game, period. Like, it affected the actual outcome. Whether the Giants would have won or lost, I'm not willing to say because we don't know. Yeah. But it changed how the game finished, and that's that's we need to get it right. All right, bud. Let's move on here to the Monday Night Football game. This game happened, and it's over, and that's about all we can say. Yeah. Uh, Baker looked Green Bay oh, keeps their playoff hopes alive. AJ a- a- Dillon looked good. He yeah. looked good. Um, so did Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones looked good. Um, Green Bay definitely keeps their playoff hopes alive. They are very much in the hunt or sniffing the butthole, as I should say. They have to win out and get some help. Yeah. But, um, you know, the Rams, the Rams are just not a good team right now. And I don't think that's anything against Baker. Baker didn't play a great game. Um, but he just doesn't have a lot out there to to work with here. Um, so this game happened. The Packers won in a cold Lambeau field, and that's about all I can say about this game, Charlie. Bryce, picks from – so we got to do picks from two weeks ago. 
because we the last pod we recorded on Monday night, um, I went seven and six. You went nine and four, and the listeners went ten and four that week. Yeah. And then this past week, I went twelve and four. We're no longer in in buys, so we got more games. <coughs> I went twelve and four. Bryce, you went ten and six, and the listeners also went ten and six. Nice. Um, playoff picture? Yeah. AFC or NFC? What do you want first? Flip a coin about it. Choose AFC one. it is. AFC, number one seed, Buffalo. Number two seed, Kansas City. Three, Cincinnati. Four, Tennessee. Five, Baltimore. Six, Chargers. Seven, Miami at eight and six. Eight, nine, and ten. Eight and nine are tied at seven and seven. That's New England and the Jets. They're both tied at seven and seven. They are a full game back from Miami. But New England has the tiebreaker because they beat the Jets twice. That's correct. Miami obviously keeps the lead at eight and six with still New England, I believe, left to play or the Jets, maybe even both left to play. I don't remember. But Jacksonville rounds out the group at number 10 at 6-8. and eight. They are nipping at Tennessee's heels just like the NFC South situation. They are very close. They are still a full game back from Tennessee at the moment. NFC, Philly, number one seed. Minnesota, number two seed. San Francisco, number three seed, fighting for the number two seed. It is close. They are one game back from Minnesota. Tampa Bay, dog shit, six and eight. They are the four seed. Dallas is the five seed. The Giants unseat Washington as the sixth seed. Washington falls down to the seventh seed at seven, six, and one. Because of the tiebreaker, both, I believe the Giants are now eight, six, and one. Mm-hmm. And the Washington is seven, six, and one. Mm. No, sorry. Giants are eight five and one. Eight five and one. That's right. Yep. Washington is seven six and one, and they are the seventh seed. Nipping at their heels, Seattle is seven and seven in the eighth seed. Detroit is also seven and seven at the nine seed. And Seattle beat Detroit earlier in the year, so they have that tiebreaker. That's right. <clears throat> and then rounding out the group at the tenth overall team in the NFC is Green Bay. At six and eight, the Panthers are close behind them, at five and eight. Five and eight. Five and five and nine. Five, five and, and nine. nine. So hoping to unseed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which they are a full game back from. Um, real quick, six Giants. They play the Vikings this week. Yeah. Seven Commanders, they play the 49ers this week. Mm. Eight Seattle, they play the Chiefs this week. Whew. Detroit, nine, plays the Panthers this week. Yeah. So there's. Detroit, they have a chance. On paper, Detroit's the only one who's got the the, the best shot, I would say, to move up. I would, I would say so as well. But okay. that's why I, I put those those out there just because it, it you know the being sitting in nine it doesn't sound good, but with as close as it is and then the schedule for this week, 
I mean, Detroit can make a huge leap this week. All right, Chuck, let's go into this week's games. Let's do it. Charlie, we start on Thursday night football. Jaguars versus the Jets. This has very serious playoff implications, Charlie. Both AFC teams, this could very much change the forefront of what we're looking at between the 7, 8, and 9 slash 10 seed, Charlie. We'll have to see how it goes here. So, Charlie, without further ado, the Jets are favored by one and a half points. Charlie, who is your love-hate? By the way, the game is Jacksonville at the Jets. <clears throat> um, my love is Garrett Wilson and Zay Jones. My Okay, so my hate, I, I, I don't want to take too long, but I've got to explain my hate. And it's not an actual hate. But Trevor Lawrence is my hate, but it's not a hate. It's just I'm bringing this up for people who are playing him in fantasy. They The Jaguars are going to be down both of their starting tackles. This is a really tough game to be down both of your starting tackles against the Jets. Incredible D-line. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to play, have to play out of his mind, and he's going to have to do a lot of off-schedule plays, and he's going to have to be running around like crazy, I think. This will be a fun game to watch. Um, Bryce, who's your love-hate? Charlie, my love is going to be Bam Knight. My hate is going to be Zay Jones. I know he, I, I, I know, kind of the same thing. I just uh, Zay Jones typically plays on the outside, and I know Sauce does not necessarily travel with wide receivers. I don't think it, that he'll travel. I think he'll be on Christian Kirk. That's Christian Kirk I is typically Zay. running slot. Has he been? That's the only reason why I had him there. Christian Kirk is typically... He's their Z, though, generally. No? A lot of his snaps come from the slot. Okay. It, right. it, doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean they will, but it, I, was, and I, was, I thought the same thing, so I had to look it up. He does have a lot of slot snaps. Okay. He does right. have a lot of slot. And I don't know if that's just because of his Cardinals thing. You know, because that's kind of where that, they ran yeah, him. Yeah, he was he was in the slot. I don't I don't know, but he he does still have a lot of slot snaps. So I, okay. I I don't know what that what that issue is, or if there is an issue, I have no idea. Um, but I that's why I hated Zay Jones here. I, I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to find him though. Right. I mean, they at the end of the day, they still run a zone. Zay defense. Jones is still technically their three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say he's probably the two. I mean, as behind far as, Christian Kirk, technically. Yeah, but I think but Marvin he, Jones Jr. Yeah, technically he's lines been, up as the two. Exactly, exactly. And he's absolutely. That's uh, why I think it's typically Marvin Zay, and then Kirk lines up in the slot, but not all of the time. Okay. Um, so I hated Zay Jones here. I got. I don't feel great about that hate just because I think they're going right. to find him. Charlie, who's your game pick? This is a really tough one. Yeah, especially with Jacksonville's Jacksonville's two it's starting in tackles out. Jersey. Yeah. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be really it's cold. It's going to be cold for like every freaking game. The Saturday or the, all of these games are going to be cold as shit. Um This is a really tough one to pick. I'm going Jacksonville. I'll go Jets just just so we could be different on one of these games. Okay. I'll go Jets. All right, uh, next game, Lions at the Panthers. Detroit is favored by two and a half points. 
Charlie, my love is going to be Amonra St. Brown just for the fact that he lines. These are these we're starting on the Saturday games. Here. Yeah, sorry. So obviously, majority of the games this week and will be on Saturday because it's Christmas Eve. So a lot of these games are on Saturday. So if you do daily, if you do anything, a majority of what you're going to play is going to be on Saturday, not on Sunday. Yep. But there are thir- there's a Thursday, Saturday is a bulk of the games. There are three Sunday Sunday games, and then there's one Monday game. So it's important that you guys understand who's playing when. And if you play daily, it's really important to make sure that you know what is the time frame in which you're playing, guys. Yep. <clears throat> All right, let's move on here. Uh, Lions, Panthers, Detroit's obviously favored by two and a half, four, uh, two and a half points. My love is going to be Amonra St. Brown. He plays in the slot. I don't know that we'll be able to cover the slot to the point that the Detroit Lions like to utilize the slot. My hate is going to be Dante Foreman. I just think it's going to be the same type of thing that we saw against the Steelers. We need a uh, uh, more quicker, speedier back back there because teams are going to start to stack the box against us. Charlie, what's your love-hate? Um, I love DeAndre Swift in this one more in like the pass-catching uh Capability, I guess. And uh, I hate Deontay Foreman as well for the same reasons you gave. Who's your game pick, Bryce? Who's your game pick? I'm going Detroit in this one. I'm going to go to Detroit as well. Okay. I, I just think overall they're probably a slightly better team than us. Yep. And I think and it'll they're be... Playing, they're hot and they... Yeah, I think this will look a lot like the Steelers game. Okay. And I think the Panthers' deficiencies will show through and Detroit will get this win. All right, moving on here. Bills at the Bears. Buffalo's favored by nine points. Charlie, my love is going to be Isaiah McKenzie slash Gabe Davis. One of the two guys is going to pop off. Who it is, I couldn't tell you, but I know one of them is going to have a good day. Um, I do think uh, Stephon Diggs is going to have production here, so don't don't get me wrong on that. I just I, I like one of these other two guys. Uh, my hate is going to be David Montgomery. The only reason why... Because Khalil Herbert comes off of IR and he is expected to play in this game. Before he got hurt, he had been becoming more and more part of the game plan. So I just think at the end of the day, it's going to take touches away from Montgomery. That's the reason why I had him as the hate. Okay, Bryce, there's a major weather concern here that I'm not sure if you've heard, but it sounds like some sort of, I don't even remember what it's called, but some sort of cyclone. Oh, like snow type of cyclone. Oh, is hitting Soldier Field for this game. Oh, so like major wind gusts, lots of snow potentially, super cold. Okay. Um. So maybe I should have loved Josh Allen to use his legs. So, okay. So that's where I'm going with it. Okay. And I, 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 wish I did I not know that. Was... I know there, like the Browns game next. I was going to say the same thing. That game is expecting to have a lot of wind. Yeah. And I was going to make the same point. So I think the same thing in this game. So my loves, I have two loves, Josh Allen and Justin Fields because of their legs. I hate Gabe Davis because I th- feel like if they're going to pass it, one, they can have, the Bills will have their way on this um, of this Bears defense. And if they're going to throw it to anyone, if they throw it, it'll be Diggs, not Davis as much. But keep that in mind when you're, Making your uh, your picks and everything. Fair enough. Uh, who, who's your game pick? Bills. Bills. Same. All right. Saints at the Browns. Cleveland's favored by two and a half points, Charlie. I don't know that they'll have this winter cyclone you speak of. 
but they are talking about a lot of wind and like severe gusts of wind. And so for that point, I love running backs and I, you can run on Cleveland. We've found that out. So I, I like Alvin in this sense, but I just said running backs. Now keep in mind, I don't know. Nick Chubb is injured to an extent where there is question about his, his availability for this game. So whether it's Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, I like them on the backside of Alvin Kamara. David Johnson, meh, has some fumble issues. Even Mark Ingram has not looked good. So I do think Alvin Kamara will start to see the type of volume that he was drafted in the first overall round. I hate pass catchers in the same sense here. Don't get me wrong, teams will still try and pass. But... I don't expect a lot of deep balls. I expect a lot of short and intermediate routes. If you can break it off, you can break it out, but I don't see any major big plays happening through the passing game. So I didn't know about the weather for this game. So my love was a lave. Um, but I'm going to go with also Camara considering the weather. And I hate Dalton in this game. Um, sounds like this game is not going to be Deshaun could have a day for running. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be a Dalton day. I'm going to go Browns on my game pick. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will too. Okay. Because I think, um, the running game from the quarterback is going to be important in this one. Yeah. Um, Texans at the Titans. If there was no weather. I may have gone saints. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Texans at the Titans. Tennessee's favored by only three points, which is shocking. Charlie, there's only one person to love in this game, and his name is King Henry. King Henry has absolutely decimated the Texans every single fucking time he plays them. He goes off for almost 200 yards, if not averaging 200 yards per game, and at least one touchdown per game against the Texans. If you're not buying Derrick Henry this game, you're fucking nuts. Okay, so I'm going all Derrick Henry on this. My hate is just going to be simply the Texans. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a close game. And again, keep your eye out. Ryan Tannehill may not play this game, so it might be Malik Willis. Even more reason why I would probably be leaning towards the King to be the reason why Tennessee wins this game, Charlie. So I uh, love King Henry as well because I'm not an idiot. And then my hate is Houston running backs because – I feel like if they're going to stay in this game, they're going to have to throw the ball. And I didn't go the whole hate Houston thing because they've been balling out the past two weeks. Yeah. So maybe they, they've got something to show. Um, so Houston running backs, though, because without Damian Pierce, I'm not a huge fan. What was it, Rex Burkhead? Not a huge fan of the running game this week for Houston. Um, but I'm going Tennessee to win this one. Yeah, I got Tennessee as well. King Henry all the way. All right, Chuck, let's move on. Seahawks at the Chiefs, what should be an interesting game. Kansas City's favored by 10 full points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I hate that spread. <laughs> um, I actually love Geno in this one to pick apart that Kansas City uh, secondary. Um, I hate Pacheco because I think the Seahawks will do enough scoring that it could be we're, we're looking at a shootout type of game. Who's your love-hate? Yeah, I'm literally going to piggyback off of that same thought there. I agree. I think the Seahawks will do enough that this could be a shootout. Therefore, Jarek McKinnon is once again going to lead the Kansas City backfield with 
just production overall, whether it's rushes or catching or slash receiving, especially in a PPR league, you got to play Jarek McKinnon. I think he's forced you into that spot. Yep. Um, I I've thankfully have him on my roster and there's no way I can move him at this point. He's had back to back at least 20 point games. And I don't see that changing anytime in the future here, especially against uh, a Seattle team who gives up a lot of points to the running back position. Yep. So I love McKinnon. Um, I, I don't necessarily know who to hate here. I, I hated um, I hated Walker only because of the injury. It sounds it, it sounds very questionable whether or not he'll play. And so I think Seattle could very much rely on the passing game, which they will have production with in order to keep up with Kansas City. That is not for sure. It is Kenneth Walker is someone to keep your eye on. Absolutely, because if Seattle can keep their hands on the ball and just drain out the clock, they will play like that. We know that from Seattle. But if Kenneth Walker's not in there, I really question if they'll be able to do that same thing. So I hate Walker. I love McKinnon. Charlie, I still like the Chiefs to finally squeak out this win at home. I like the Chiefs as well. All right, let's move on. Uh, We have the Giants at the Vikings here. Minnesota's favored by four full points. Charlie, my love is going to be Richie James Jr. He's had a lot of production and has definitely seemed to show a connection with Daniel Dong. Um, And obviously, if we know one thing, Charlie, this Vikings defense gives up a lot of yards and they give up a lot of points. I like Richie James Jr. in this matchup. My hate is going to be Dalvin Cook. I'm not in love with this hate, and I know that's a double standard here. I get that. Um, but I, I just think if you're going to have the type of production against the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau and that defensive line is not that bad. And I think the way to attack this Giants defense is through the air. They will do that with J.J., Osborne, Thielen, you name it. And I think um, Dalvin is going to be on the wrong side of that matchup. Charlie, who is your love-hate? I love Saquon in this one um, <clears throat> just because he's a playmaker and they'll need their playmakers to play their best. <clears throat> I hate Dalvin for the same reasons you do. I've got the Giants winning this one. No shot. I have Vikings all the way. All right. All right, moving on. Bengals at the Patriots. Cincinnati's favored by only three points. Only three hmm. points. Doesn't that seem strange? Yes, it does. Yes, it does indeed. My love is going to be Higgins. Be could be a weather thing. It could be a weather game. My hate's going to be Higgins, Boyd, or my love, sorry. My love's going to be Higgins slash Boyd. I just think that they will do their best to double-team Chase as the Patriots do. They're going to take the number one option away. Um, I do think Mixon slash P-, P. Ryan could be a major factor in this game. Just, just to put that out there. My hate's going to be Mac Jones. I just, whether it's weather, whether it's overall in general, this Bengal defense comes to play in the second half. I don't like Mac Jones here. I love Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, um, and I hate Mac Jones as well. I've got pick? Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cincinnati too. I think they stay on a roll. All right, Falcons at the Ravens. Baltimore's favored by seven full points. That seems like a large spread in my opinion, Charlie. Who's your love-hate? Um. I love J.K. Dobbins here. I hate Desmond Ritter. Who's your love-hate? 
I love Drake London. He has a true connection with Desmond Ritter. That is very obvious at this point. Yep. The Ravens can be passed on. My hate is going to be Ravens wide receivers. They are getting real thin. Yeah. And there's no better explanation for it than that exactly at its point to the point where Deshaun Jackson is your number one wide receiver. Sammy Watkins could jump in there too. He, he could, but I don't see that happening in week one of his tenure there. Right. I I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I, I just don't personally see it. Charlie, I pick. still have the Ravens winning this game in a in probably what should be a much closer game than what they would like. I have the Ravens as well, um, but <clears throat> I would not be surprised at all if Desmond Ritter gets his first win as a starter. I, I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. Next game, Commies at the 49ers. San Francisco's favored by seven full points. Um, Charlie, my love is going to be George Kittle. My hate is going to be Brian Robinson Jr. What's your love-hate? Um, I love the running backs for the 49ers, Jordan Mason and Christian McCaffrey, because um, this is actually a game where this is probably our strongest test on our offensive line. Chase Young might be back. I know I say that every week, and he's never back, but he really might be back this week. Um, and uh, Montez Sweat. I think that um, Mike McGlinchey, our right tackle, is going to have a long day, and he's going to get a lot of holding penalties, and we're going to be trying to get the ball out quick. So either we're running the ball or we're quickly getting it to Christian McCaffrey. Um, I hate Taylor Heineke in this one. I've obviously got San Francisco. Yeah, I got the Niners all the way. No question. All right, let's move on. What should be, on paper, the best game of the weekend? Now, whether that feature Jalen, whether that features Jalen Hurts or not is to be determined. But Charlie, the Eagles play at the Cowboys for their very first matchup of the season. Dallas is favored by five points because of the Jalen Hurts injury. Now, Jalen Hurts has not been ruled out for this game, but it is, I would say, unlikely that he plays. Charlie, my love is still going to be Gardner Minshew. I think with everything that we know about Gardner, everything that we know about Dallas, Philly's had their number in the recent years. I really like Gardner to come in here and sling it across the yard and do what he needs to do to have a productive day. I don't see him blowing it up for over 300 yards passing, but I don't think he'll need to. I think he's going to use all the pieces that he has I love Gardner Minshew here. My hate is going to be Dak. I think this defense is going to absolutely tee off on Dak. And if you didn't see, LaShawn McCoy was quoted on a podcast this week as saying, quote unquote, Dak is ass. Hmm. Those Eagles are going to be pinning their ears back and coming after that man. So, um, I love your Gardner Minshew love. Um, my love is AJ Brown, but Gardner Minshew, um, he'll be he played for Mike Leach in college at Washington State. He also played at ECU, but that's not what I'm talking about here. And I think that his opportunity to start for this game and wanting to play for Mike Leach, uh, I think that Gardner Minshew could have a freaking day. Um, I hate Zeke in this one. 
But based on what you said, I want to talk about, just real quick, the Eagles, this was a one-score game when they first played, and that was with Cooper Rush yeah, as the starter. Yeah. Um, so I'm not so sure about the Dak thing. We'll, we'll see. I think this will be a close game. It'll be a good one. I have Dallas winning this game. You what? Yeah. You what? I have Dallas winning this game. I will gladly take one over you and go Eagles all the way. All right. Wow. So those were all. Uh, so Washington San Francisco is a four oh five game. Philly Dallas is a four twenty five game. Those are the only four o'clock realm games. All the rest of them were one o'clock on Saturday. Here's the Saturday night game. Saturday night games, Raiders at the Steelers. Pits- this is real quick, this is where they're retiring Franco Harris's jersey. After number. he had just passed away today. Yep, and they were already planning on doing this, and this is the only only the third uh number that they are retiring in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Kenny Pickett is back for this game, yes. He is, yes. Um expected to start. Pittsburgh's favored by two and a half points. Um, you know, Charlie, my love is going to be Devontae Adams. My hate is going to be Josh Jacobs. Uh, I'm struggling on the game pick just because of the Franco thing. I think the Steelers are going to come ready to play. Um, but I will eventually, I, I think I'm going to take the Raiders to get the dub here. I think it means more for the Raiders playoff implications. It will be a tough game. It'll be a tough game. I love Josh Jacobs because I think they will need to establish the run in order to make their offense run. Um, <clears throat> I don't love that matchup, though. I don't love Jacobs against this defense, but I love Josh Jacobs in this one. I hate Kenny Pickett, and uh, I'm going Raiders as well. Okay. All right, our Sunday games. We only have three Sunday games, Charlie, on Christmas Day. The first game is Packers at the Dolphins. Miami's favored by only four points. Charlie, who's your love-hate? I love Tua. I hate Alan Lazard. I love Christian Watson. I hate Alan Lazard. and I don't like picking from the same team, um, but that's what I'm going with. Who's your game pick? Dolphins. I've got the Dolphins as well. All right, moving on. Broncos at the Rams. Denver's favored by two and a half points. Charlie, I think we can both agree this is probably a love of Denver's defense. Yes. And a hate of Baker Mayfield. I've got a I've I love Denver's defense and I hate this game. Okay, there you go. That works. Um, if you're gonna do anything on Christmas Day, wait until after the one o'clock game and do it then. Because <laughs> exactly. that'll be the time to do it. But then again, the Sunday night fo- the Sunday night game is not gonna be much better. Right. Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Well, who do you got for Denver? Rams. Oh, I got Broncos. I've got Broncos as well. Broncos probably get this win here. Um, Sunday night football, Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Although this game may not have a whole lot of playoff implication, it's it does for the Buccaneers. Now, it looks like the Cardinals will be starting Trace McSorley, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay's favored by 7.5 points. Charlie, my love is going to be Chris Godwin. My hate is going to be Trace McSorley. I have the Buccaneers winning this game. 
Um, I love Mike Evans in this one uh, just because he's starting to get his connection back and they'll probably ramp it up real big right before the playoffs. Um, I hate Trace, Trace McSorley, but I almost I almost went Trace McSorley for my love. Like, give mm. me – Trace McSorley was actually a – he's very athletic. Very athletic. He can uh, make plays. Debatably one-dimensional. One um, And you know what? I'm going to take Trace McSorley getting a win here. Arizona for me. Just to be different, and this is a game that no one cares about. All right. Monday Night Football, Charlie. We have Chargers at the Colts. Chargers are favored by 7.5 points. Charlie, as we know, Jonathan Taylor out for the season. So my love is going to be Deion Jackson. The Colts are still going to try and run the ball no matter what. Even if Nick Foles is back there, the Colts will still run the ball. Uh, Deion Jackson and who was the other one I said? Who's their other running back? I don't remember. James Cook, that's right. James Cook will have some production for yeah for, for the Colts. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, um, it came from Buffalo. It's no, James not, Cook. It's not James Cook. Damn it! It's Zach Moss. Zach Moss. I'm sorry. They sorry. are the same in my mind. Fair enough. Um, but yes, they same, they same running, same type of running back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, they they will both have some production. So I like Dion, um, and I hate uh, Mike Williams here. I think both the Colts still have a good DBs at the end of the day. Um, I love Justin Herbert to sling it. I hate Jeff Saturday. Is that allowed in my love hate? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll allow it. I hate Jeff Saturday. I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I got Chargers too. I think they're a legitimate playoff team. The Colts are not. Um, John, that's it. That's all we got for the games. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I yeah. Think, uh, we're wrapped up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charlie, are you ready? Yeah. R- break it down with some smooth jazz. Are you ready for me to? (laughs) Break it down with some smooth jazz, Charlie. That's fucking hilarious. Charlie, let me break it down for you. Real smooth-like. We need a freaking producer. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But until then, I'm going to play it on my phone. Charlie, let me... Break it down on the Daily DraftKings Smooth <laughs> Jazz Advice segment. Charlie, starting at quarterback this week, I like the smooth and salty Gardner Minshew. Smooth and salty. At only 4,800 points, you know he's going to have the type of production to at least get you in the teens, if not 20s. Charlie. If you go cheap at quarterback, you can spend up elsewhere. I love Gardner Minshew at only $4,800. So you can spend up on King Henry. That is absolutely correct. That's exactly where I'm going next, Charlie. (laughs) But only, not only, under $9,000, Charlie. Shocker. Going against his one, his only, his little baby, the Houston Texans. Derrick Henry, a smooth $8,600, under $9,000. Charlie, you know I won't spend a a dollar over $9,000 on any one player. But at $8,600, Charlie, I'll spend every last dime. Derrick Henry, at $8,600, he is my 
running back of the week. Charlie, you know I like to speed it up a little bit. But with the pass catchers, we catch a lot of passes. That starts out this week with the one, the only, the slot receiver, the impeccable, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Charlie, at a nice and cool $7,800, he is going to absolutely do work on the Panthers' defense. in 7800 is that 70, what you said? $7,800, that's yeah, correct. that's nice and cool. He's maintained that type of value over a course of the entire season, Charlie. You can't beat it. $7,800 for guaranteed at least 10 to 12 to 14 points. You're going to get the production. Amon Ross St. Brown, $7,800. Charlie, because I went so cheap with Gardner Minshew, I'm going to bring that right back with DK Metcalf. Mm. at $7,100 going against a very, very, very susceptible Chiefs defensive back. Without Tyler Lockett there, DK, DK, DK. All day. All day. Charlie, DK is going to have a day. At $7,100, how could you not put him in your lineup? Charlie, let's move on to the really shitty position that's been tight ends this year. And unless you want to spend up for Travis Kelsey and get solid production, you can go value here and spend elsewhere. Charlie, you know I love a good value. Therefore, once again, I went Gerald Everett at only $4,200. I think that's three weeks in a row you've gone Gerald Everett. It is three weeks in a row. Charlie, he gets at least four receptions per game. That's four points right there. He's averaging at least... I went with him last week. He's averaging at least 40 yards per game at a position that is so shitty this year. You need points. And at the end of the day, I'll take eight points over zero points. And that's all that matters. Charlie rounding this thing out here with the defense. I'm going to go with the one, the only, the old, and apparently the decrepit Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At $2,700, Charlie, they will have production as a defense. They will get some sacks. They will have some production. Going against Trace McSorley, I guarantee they'll at least have one pick, probably a couple sacks. Charlie, all you need your defense to do is not lose you points. The Buccaneers are primed for a nice little position. But don't get it wrong. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, at only $2,200, is also a great value. Charlie, that is my smooth jazz DraftKings lineup of the week. I love it. And I really like the background music. Almost put me. To, I mean, it was great. It was great. Uh, shout out to T Corvino 792 for winning again. He's, he's, he's a regular up on the, on the winner's list. He is. And what is T you think? I'm thinking, do we know? So we don't know who this is. No, I'm thinking it's Troy. Maybe what Trevor. You think? you think Trevor? Maybe. It's either a Troy or a Tim, in my opinion. You th- oh, Tim would be a good one. Hey, Troy, Trevor, Tim, Corvino. A Troyver. Let us know what your name is. Yeah, yeah. Just shoot us a DM. That'd yeah. be great. Um, we respect your game. Good win. Yeah, 
It was. Uh, Charlie. Uh, For those of you that want to join our DraftKings, uh, send us a DM. We'll we'll send you a, a link or just send you a do link. Do we post it? Do we post yeah. it? Yeah. I have not posted it on because just it doesn't the work. format, well, it doesn't work very well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and let it, us know. Let us know. Pasting we'll it in the chat has not been going very, pasting it in the 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 page yeah, yeah, yeah. itself has the not. bio yeah they won't let us do that anymore all right so charlie uh that kind of speaks volumes to my chap and ass charlie well, it's jabbing, yeah. Ooh, you held that note i uh, tried as long as i had i uh uh bryce what's giving you the red ass this charlie week? what's giving me the red ass this week is christian watson if we would have ran the right fucking route mm-hmm. on the on one of the last series of the game, yeah. he would have had a touchdown. Yeah. I would have been close to beating your dad in fantasy. I would have probably won fantasy in, or sorry daily because uh, that would have put him probably over 100 yards and the receiving touchdown. I was right on the edge. He had a solid game leading up to that, about eight or nine points. Uh, and that would have just oh, you get the bonus for going over a hundred point over a hundred yards receiving, which I think is a three point bonus, and then you get the six point bonus from getting a touchdown. That would have probably put me right on the edge of winning daily lineup this year if only he would have ran the right fucking route, Charlie. Even Aaron Rodgers said after the game, if you want to score touchdowns, you got to run the right route. Christian Watson, you've been on a roll. You lost your chance for another touchdown, and that, Charlie. Is what's chapping my ass. I got all kinds of fantasy stuff chapping my ass, Bryce. But yeah, like like Pat Fryermuth didn't even get a single target. No, not one. Blanked me. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk got two catches probably. Yeah, freaking killed me. Yeah. Uh, who's the other guy that I was bitching about? Oh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him on every every one of my. Yeah. And Bryce, this is Dudded. the first time. Dud, dud, dud. This is the earliest I've been kicked out of the fantasy playoffs in all my leagues. I'm out. Yeah, I'm you're, done. You're out on all of them. Yeah, yeah. This is the earliest I've been kicked out in probably six years, and it's the first time in three years that I've not been in a championship game. Wow. And though what's crazy is though is that like you've had pretty you you still have you, I had a, good teams. you have good teams and if B, I was, you in just my league if I had met, if I had not done that Deshaun Watson move yeah which was really stupid but if I, I had was, not done I that killed you. I would have been crushing it cruising yeah absolutely cruising I was just glad that I like it bit me in the ass in your league uh, not playing Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott especially after the pick six that really killed me. Um, I again, if Christian, if I would have played Kirk and I had Christian get that touchdown, I would have been close. But you know, Steve just did Steve things at the yeah. end of the day. Steve did Steve things, and he scored 183 points. And you just you can't really compete with that on a week to week basis. Shout it's out. not like I dudded. I had 160 points. I didn't dud. I right. crushed it. I, yeah. But I don't. I didn't crush it like 180 points like your dad did. Shout out, Steve. Shout out, Steve. He pulls shit out of his ass. He Dad. Pulls, the horseshoe came out of his ass this week. All right. Well, I've got other. I've got other chapped asses this week. But yeah, that's all. That's all. I'm. I'm wrapping it up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into it. So okay. Please like, rate, subscribe. The guy at the end will tell you how to do it. Um, 
Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Christmas. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Christmas. Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Christmas. Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Um, Be safe. uh, Be safe. Enjoy your travels. Please listen to us on one and a quarter speed. It makes it so much better. It really does make this podcast (laughs) better and quicker. Thanks for listening, y'all. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.